It's been almost two decades we've been on this journey to educate, liberate, and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future, achieve peace of mind, and accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you set your goals and guide you along the way to help you achieve them. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. I'm your host, Johnny Dean, with our own Rick the Professor Plum, Chief Financial Planning Officer. Managing your financial future, your financial present, we hope. That's our goal anyway. Johnny Dean here, Professor Rick Plum here, but not here. You are in that remote studio, Professor Plum. We're still distancing ourselves. This is like this is a this could work out for us. You know, we've all you and I have always been looking for excuses to stay apart. This this is a really good one, is it not? Anything to not look directly at you works. No. <laughs> I know. Well we we kid around, but we've been in the same studio for over twenty years now, both radio and television. We've been looking across at each other we, we've been we've been six feet apart one way or the other but this way we can just do it you know remotely which is kind of nice okay so i had thought that we could make this particular one mostly virus free covid free are you tired <laughs> of talking about that i mean are you tired it's, it's it's everywhere and i i know it's in the news and all this stuff and so i i thought we could just continue our theme from last week where we took an email or two that had nothing to do with necessarily nothing to do with the, the the problems in the market and all that stuff. Although a couple of these do, and 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 talk about that. Are you up for that, Professor? I'm all game. I'm uh, always game. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you're you're actually pretty easy on that. Whenever I come to say, hey, you want to talk about this? You say, sure. I don't care. Whatever. Just let's just do it. All right. If you want to email us, you can go to our website, luciacap.com. There's a place there to ask your question. Click on that and just send it to us. We get questions all the time, and uh, some of these are actually here's one uh, on based on a topic that we talked about here on this particular podcast uh, three four weeks ago i don't even remember how long ago it was but it had to do with during the downturn taking rmds and the question says why well, i don't have names on these so i apologize uh, why did you say that this is a good time to take required minimum distributions and do <laughs> roth conversions and i think what this email is asking professor plum is the fact that they well, before, changed before the, this uh, whole covid19 whatever you want to call it issue we were talking about taking required minimum distributions early in the year rather than until, waiting until later in the year. Uh, yes. And then had advantages that we outlined at that time. But now they've waived the required minimum distribution for 2020. So you don't even have to take a required minimum distribution in 2020. So it, should you still consider taking it early? Well, late? consider the, doing with it. You know, this, this would, the, the fact that Congress did that would indicate that people should not take a required minimum distribution. In much the same way as they said, well, you don't have to file your taxes by April 15th. You don't have to pay by April 15th. They, they, they pushed it all into July, July 15th. So that would stand to reason that, ah, well, then maybe I shouldn't file. There may be reasons to do so. However, in this case, Professor Plum, we had talked about this a few weeks back, and I guess had they changed the RMDs? I, I guess they had changed, changed the rules for RMDs. But anyway, it doesn't matter. What matters now is that we have said before, and we continue to say, that it may be a good time to take a, at least the amount of required minimum distribution. Talk about that for a second. And why do Roth conversions? Well, it's not necessarily the amount of the required minimum distribution. Let's go back and talk about what we're going to talk. But if you were doing qualified charitable uh, distributions, 
yes, continue to do those. Those still make tremendous, even though you don't have a required minimum distribution and you're not trying to make the qualified charitable distribution offset part or all of your required minimum distribution, it's still a great way to make a charitable contribution. Taking money tax-free from your IRA and putting it, giving it to a charity directly once you're 70 and a half or older, even if it doesn't satisfy the RMD because we don't have one. It's still, you're using tax-deductible, tax-deferred money for tax-free uses. I love it. So continue to do qualified charitable distributions. On the other hand, now we're looking at where are we on the tax scale? Now, we're only talking about people who do not need the required minimum distribution. Obviously, of course. if you're taking distributions from your IRA to meet your your spending needs, and they, those just happen to meet your required minimum distribution, well, first off, you did pretty good planning. And the second issue is you're going to continue to take those regardless because you need the money. But if you do not need the required minimum distribution, now is a great time to look at how much of a distribution can you take without putting yourself into another tax bracket without going over the IRMA income related monthly adjustment amount for Medicare uh, thresholds. How much can we still take out as a benefit for you rather than just because the IRS tells us to? Uh, it, it takes a little bit of planning, but it, it gives you the opportunity to maybe use some of the tax code for your own advantage rather than just always being beat up by it. Yeah, they did this one other time back, at least the one other time that I can remember, 2009, and they told people then because, and their reasoning was because the markets are down, we don't want you to have to sell anything. I mean, the sentiment is there that I get it, but they said, well, we don't want you to have to be forced to sell anything when the markets are down, so you don't have to take it. But it was a little bit misguided, and I think we're seeing 2019 was stupid because the time they actually did it, the market was recovering very. Very nicely. Twenty nine. You mean twenty oh nine, not twenty nine. Twenty oh nine. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's just a matter of now. Let's. We just have more flexibility to be able to use taxes to the most efficient use that we can, rather than being having certain amounts of taxable income forced down our throat. Yeah. Now Roth conversions is the same kind of thing. Uh, taking maybe some certain securities that you've had in your IRA. Your IRA may be down. There's a good chance that it is. I would say uh, could be right. 10, 20 percent. It could be even more, depending on what you had inside your IRA. Why would this be a good time to do Roth conversions? Well, where would you rather have the recovery? Now, we're all assuming that if we can get past this, the economy will come back online at least at some point and that markets will recover. Where would you rather have that recovery? In your IRA, which will ultimately be taxed and or set up to future required minimum distributions, or would you have it, rather have it in your Roth IRA where it won't be taxed and it's not part of your required minimum distribution? I kind of like the second half. It's just a matter of what does it cost for me to get that money there? And by not having a required minimum distribution, we just have more room potentially to be able to make these Roth conversions. RMDs are not allowed to be converted, but we can still do other accounts. Sure. I mean, in a way, it's almost like being able to convert an RMD because you don't have one. You say, well, heck, I had a, I don't know, pick a number, $6,000 RMD for this year. I don't have to take it, but I think I will will take that money out of my IRA. I think I will convert that to Roth. It's the same kind of thing. So what you're saying is take advantage of the opportunity we have, potentially. Yes, sir. I mean, we're all... (laughs) That's what financial planning is about. It's about two things, risk management and finding opportunities to make sense for you. This may 
be one of those opportunities. It could be. You won't know until you talk to your advisor about it, but this could be, which is why I think it's I think this is an especially good time to go over your situation with your financial advisor just to see what opportunities there may potentially be. Here's another one uh, from somebody and you may have heard this before. I know I have. Uh, this person says I'm 11 years from retirement. I thought I could handle the downturn, <laughs> but I hate it. I am, we all hate it. I, I, I'm tempted to go to safety on my 401k. What do you think I should do? We are tempted by things all the time that we shouldn't do. That second cookie. Okay, that second box of cookies. Um, mm. there, there's things that we're tempted with that we should just not do and turn our backs and don't do it. This is another one of those areas. If you're tempted to sell out now, and you have a 10 plus year time horizon, fight the temptation. Stop opening the mail. Don't look at your statements and ignore it for a while, at least for another couple of years. Um, this is not a time to change your strategy, assuming your strategy had an appropriate time horizon for long-term growth. Uh, do not give in to that temptation. Yeah, especially on the 401k side, because generally what people do on a 401k is they make a contribution every two weeks, every week, every month, however often they happen to get paid. And whenever they take this, defer some of their salary, they put it into their 401k. What they've been taking advantage of, although this is a kind of a lightning quick downturn that we had back in March, what they've been able to do is use dollar cost averaging potentially to their benefit right there. And they may, we don't know, the markets could go down some more, we don't know. This is a good opportunity to, I believe, to take advantage of that should that particular situation come up again. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen there's two things that people are doing with their 401ks that are completely wrong. One is selling now that it's down. Now it's come back a little bit, but it's still down uh, depending upon what market uh, allocation you might have. And the other is they stop contributing and or they continue contributing, but they change the contributions on a monthly basis because they don't want to see that go down anymore. No, 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 no. You want to dollar cost. You want to contribute to the volatility because you want to be buying it when it's on sale. You want to be buying it when it's lower. Hey, it's lower. You enjoyed buying it in January when it was a lot higher than it is now. You should love buying it now because it's down so <laughs> well that's so. something you're, you're right and i think a lot of people don't think of it that way you know we didn't really have questions about people worried back in january they had said oh well, i hear the markets are going to go up uh, you know 10 percent this year i mean we don't know where they're going to end up but that's what they'd heard and they were more than willing to keep putting money into their 401k and when it was that and everybody was talking about it, it's at all-time highs yeah and it's been at all-time highs before and it's gone higher and from time to time we're going to have a downturn that's why you have an appropriate time horizon and hey, it happened. We didn't expect this to happen right now, but that's probably why it happened. If we expected it, we would have all gotten out of the market before it happened. So far, I haven't found anybody that's been that smart. Now, uh, it, it, now this is somebody who's 11 years from retirement. So this is somebody, as you said, if you're 10 or more years from retirement. But what if it were somebody who were who was maybe three or four years from retirement? Uh, presumably, and I shouldn't make this presumption because a lot of people don't reallocate their 401k as they get closer to retirement, which could be a mistake. But presumably, they would have at least some volatile and some not so volatile money in that 401k you would still advise professor plum as we have in the past on this program somebody to continue to contribute even during the downturn but what the important thing is that you just said that new money should go onto the volatile side not the less volatile side 
So we're going to go back to the two different areas. One is the existing money, what to do with it. And one is the new contributions that are ongoing out of your paycheck every month. Those ongoing paycheck contributions should still go to the growth aspects. Get that dollar cost averaging. Get that those stocks that are currently on sale from where they were three months ago. Now, as far as the existing money, that's time horizon driven. I mean, unfortunately, hopefully you were you had enough money in accounts the last five or six years, maybe more, uh, it, so that regardless of what happens over the next several years, you could still retire when you wanted to. If you don't have that, it all depends on how aggressive you want to be and how soon you're going to retire. If you're going to be retiring next year, you probably want to have some money. There's nobody saying that this is the end of this downturn. I'm not saying this is the end of this downturn. It could go lower. How much lower? I have no idea. And I do believe that over time, it's going to recover and it's going to recover nicely over time. And so it's it's just a matter of, do you still have enough money to retire? Should You should have been doing this you know, bucketizing, whatever you want to call it, time segmentation when the markets were at an all-time high. But unfortunately, we get back into the, you know, people are fearful and people are greedy. Right now, they're fearful. You know, three months ago, they were greedy. Hey, the market's rolling. I want to keep all my money in the market. Well, you're going to retire in a year. You need to pull some money. In. Oh, no, no, I don't. No, I just, I need, I need a little bit more rate of return. You take advantage of the market when it's up and you protect yourself from the market when it's down. Yeah. If you haven't done that up till now, you have to reassess how you're going to go about doing it. I would imagine there are people out there, as I said, who have maybe they, they, they said, hey, the market's you know, 2020, early 2020. It's at all time highs. We're, we're just going to go aggressive growth because I don't want to miss out on this. I'm three or four years from retirement, but I'm going to do it. What do you tell somebody who is maybe let's just say let's just make it up 100 percent aggressive growth in their 401k and now they see that they're down i don't know 20 percent, maybe more who knows i don't think you want to tell them to safen up their a, a, a portion of their 401k right now or do you uh you might still we might still do that based on what's going on and it depends like you said if they're really 80 90 100 equities they're just too aggressive and they do need some money to live off of while the markets do what they do. And it, like I said, it could go down further. So we're, we've got to protect, but instead of having it, it, as normally we look at longer time horizons, we may shorten up the time horizon a little bit. Instead of having 10, 15 years of money or, you know, another seven years of balanced, moderate portfolios, maybe we only have 10 years combined between those two or have a little less and maybe have a little bit shorter time horizon because we do hope, can't guarantee uh, for a recovery over the next couple of years. But the big question is, can you still afford to retire when you wanted to? Yeah. There are those who have lost their ability to retire when they want to. So they either need to change something in their spending, their budget, their retirement goals, or they need to change their retirement goal for a time horizon and maybe work a little longer to give themselves the ability to recover. I want to get one more in here. Uh, let's see, before we have to go, uh, well, we're not going to answer this one. Should I buy stock in cruise lines now that they're down? No, well, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> if my crystal ball can tell it, I mean, people would say, wow, they're, they're definitely on sale. <laughs> now, this is why you don't just buy something because it's on sale. If you don't oh. need it, you don't need it. Don't buy it if it's on sale. Cruise lines are an issue. Will they recover? Will people want to start cruising again as much as they were in the past? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I want to. Uh, if you ask me right now, I'd say no. But that, what do I know? That doesn't mean anything. So that's why we don't answer questions like that. Interesting question, though. Let's get to this last one here. This uh, oh, an annuity question. This could be another topic of another discussion. Are these upfront bonuses on annuities only paid if you annuitize the contract? 
That's what I heard somewhere, according to this particular unknown emailer. Um, most of the bonuses that I have seen lately uh, are on what they call the income base only, meaning it's not on your cash value. There are still a few that have cash value bonuses where I put in $100,000 and they will give me 10% more. So my account is $110,000 that's earning whatever interest rate that I'm earning. It's usually not a variable annuity. It's usually a fixed annuity in this case. Um, but anytime I've seen those, there's a very long surrender period and the bonus may vest or uh, I have to hold on to it for 10 years to actually get that bonus. Yeah. And my rate of return over the next 10 years it was probably suspect at that point. That's if it's actually on the cash value. But most of them that I've seen lately are on the income base. Now, the income base is not your cash value. You cannot withdraw the income base. You can't take, you know, I put in $100,000 and they give me a bonus of $10,000, $20,000. My income base is at one hundred twenty. dollars I can't call them up and say, hey, give me a, I want to take that one hundred twenty dollars out. It doesn't work that way. You can either, in some cases, annuitize it, uh, which means that you trade in all cash value for a future stream of payments. And now you don't have any cash value, you just have a guarantee of payments. Or you can use what's known as a guaranteed lifetime income rider. And that is, they use that income base to calculate how much you can take out of your cash value every year without a surrender charge and without worrying about ever stopping the income. So even if the cash value goes to zero, I can continue that income. But it's not on the cash, it's not on the cash value in most cases. And so we those are this, it sounds confusing. And it is. And that's why annuities can get a bad rap, but they can also work in your favor. A lot of people who put in money to annuities in the last couple of years that have these riders, they're getting X amount of income and their cash value may have gone down 25% uh, at the bottom, 30% at the bottom of this downturn. And they're still going to have that income, whatever it was, guaranteed for as long as they, and in many cases, they and their spouse live. These guarantees provided, of course, by the uh, by the insurance company. by the insurance company, the claims paying ability. So that's where the guarantees come from. But that's what the insurance company has promised that. And as long as the insurance company has the ability to pay, but let's just say, as long as the insurance company is able to pay, they're guaranteeing to pay it out for the rest of that life or the rest of that uh, joint lives, as you said, if you if you set it up in that particular way. These bonuses, just very quickly, because we're almost out of time. But these bonuses on these annuities, do you do you see them offered like like we used to see them? Generally, it was, you know, hey, you put in a certain amount of money and we'll give you 10% extra, as you said, or whatever percentage. Do you still see a lot of these? Uh, we still see some, yeah. Where they're also offering bonuses is on the interest that is earned on the cash value. Um, I know one that's if if the cash value earns 2%, the uh, well, whatever the cash value earns, they'll give you 150% of that as an increase to the income base. So I put in my hundred grand, my cash value grows by two, my income base grows by three. I, you know, it grows by four, my income base grows by six, whatever the numbers might be. Yeah. Uh, so there's a, a, like a 50% bonus each year on whatever interest is paid to that particular cash value account. Yeah, and again, as you said, annuities can be, well, they're complicated. They are complex instruments in many cases. They can be explained to individuals, and you before you buy anything like an annuity, you should always make sure that it's in line with your goals, and you do that by talking to your advisor, and your advisor needs to explain this to you. Here's how this works. This is in line with your goals, I believe, or this is not something that you need, because there are fees that are associated with some of these, not all of them, Professor Plum, but some of them, and you have to know what you're paying for. 
Uh, when you get into the riders, pretty much all of them, unless they baked it into it where they give you a lower rate of return, there's it's in there. <laughs> well, it needs to be explained, and I think it's important that people understand exactly what it is they're buying. So, good stuff, good stuff. We should talk more. We may talk more next time about annuities. You know, the the I, I read something just a week or so ago that talked about the whole idea of a nest egg as one big pot of money. Professor, we don't really have actual nest eggs anymore. Somebody suggested that it's more like uh, a carton of smaller eggs, which you can tap <laughs> into. You know, you have a. I remember back in 2009, people talking about their 401k turned into a 201k. Yeah. It's that idea. Well, that's just it. But it's the same kind of thing where you say, okay, I have different sources of money. I have maybe Social Security. I could crack that egg if I want. But I've also got a maybe an annuity here. I don't know. Or I've got my 401k or I've got this or that, a Roth IRA. And so th- that, that all goes into understanding which... Uh, assets you should tap first. That may be something we should get into. But we are out of time. Hey, if you want to know more about this stuff, you have any other questions, you can certainly give us a call at Lucia Capital Group, 800-644-1150. That's our number here at Lucia Capital Group, 800-644-1150. We'll be happy to go over your goals. We'll talk to you about things. We can give you a Social Security strategy as well. That's another thing that we should talk about at some point. But give them a call at 800-644-1150. It's all about getting from here to there and beyond. It's not just reaching retirement. It's what do you do after you're retired that can be just as important. 800-644-1150 or go to luciacap.com you can get more information. Professor Plum, I thank you. Maybe next week? Nah, probably not. I'm trying to think of when we're going to be back in the studio again, but hey, it'd be nice to see you once in a while. To be back in the separate studios again. That's right. Maybe maybe we'll just put a big pane of glass between us like they do at the grocery stores. Anyway, thank you very much. For Professor Plum, I'm Johnny Dean. This has been Managing Your Financial Future, the podcast. We'll talk to you again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Different types of investments and or investment strategies involve varying levels of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy including the investments purchased and or investment strategies devised by Lucia Capital Group, will be either suitable or profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio. Thus, investments may result in a loss of principal. Accordingly, no client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from Lucia Capital Group or from any other investment professional. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be reliable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. Roth IRA earnings will be taxed at ordinary income rates and a 10% penalty tax will apply if withdrawn prior to age 59 and a half or within five years of the date the Roth IRA was established, whichever is longer. IRA withdrawals will be taxed at ordinary income rates. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may also be subject to a 10% penalty tax. A dollar cost averaging strategy does not guarantee a profit or protection 
from loss. Since such an investment plan involves continual investment in securities, regardless of fluctuating price levels, you must consider your willingness to continue purchasing during periods of high or low price levels. Variable annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Variable annuities with guarantees are available through optional riders at additional cost. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDIC-insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. Before investing, carefully consider a variable annuity's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. To obtain a prospectus or summary prospectus which contains this and other information, call your financial advisor. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Fixed-indexed annuities are complex, long-term investments designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Generally, returns are based on a market index and are limited such that an investor does not fully participate in market performance. Withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties or foregoing benefits if withdrawn prior to the contract term. Investors should speak with a financial professional about the contract's features, benefits, risks, and fees, and whether the contract is appropriate for the investor based upon his or her financial situation and objectives. Withdrawals prior to age 59 and a half may be subject to a 10% penalty tax in addition to income tax. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. Insurance products offered through Lucia Securities, LLC, California Insurance License Number 0H40817. Lucia Securities is licensed to offer such insurance products as life, disability, long-term care, and annuities. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. The information provided is based on current laws, which are subject to change at any time. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. The investment professionals are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and member FINRA SIPC. Lucia Securities LLC was acquired by LPL Financial August 2020. The investment professionals of Lucia Securities LLC are now affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital.